Hello, and welcome to the Art of War podcast. I'm here today with my two hosts, Callum Rogers and Daniel Rio. Hey guys, good to be here. How are we doing? Welcome. Yeah. There's actually three of us here It's happened. Start. I know. The gang is together. <sighs> yeah. It's been, you know... I've been, I've been the, <laughs> I've been the one constant. Yeah. The two are like... Yeah. Fading in and out, you know. We've had our own stuff for but, years, but, but now, now we're all together with a yeah, the gang's with together. a trilogy, trilogy of people. Three Musketeers, yeah, yeah. our flesh and blood. That's what they call us, by the way. Everyone <laughs> calls us the Three Musketeers. Yeah, it's our, yes. it's our name now. Yeah. Are we, are Can we, we rename the podcast? It's a shame that Art of War is four modes, because yeah. then we could argue about which <sighs> mode we all are. I mean, I guess we have to count Liam as part of it. All right. All right. I'll, I'll well, be... technically, the three musketeers did have one assistant, right? There, there was like four. It was yeah, four, there but there you four, never count yeah. the fourth guy, right? That's Liam. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By <laughs> far the best. Peter fun... one of us, but yeah. still. It's because he's, he's, hope... he's too good. We he's just he's the one that just bails us out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope he doesn't watch this. He, 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 he doesn't need his ego. Boost, so so he's he's bailing us out. So he's banished on on the art of war card. Yeah. Banished draw two. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon I'm plus one because I'm just I'm the one that's I'm all reliable. I'm always yeah. here. Well, you all have to be defended from Arsenal. <laughs> you have because yeah, like that's all that's that's what you like to do. I'm um, go again. That makes sense. Yeah, all I do is play anything. If the card play. says go again on it, I'm playing it. If the oh, card yeah. doesn't say go again on it, we are we are the mode men. Yeah. No, we do Anyway. <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty big news yeah. um, came out just today. Um, yeah. So, Tales of Aria product announcement today. Yeah. Yep. Very exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Pretty fortunate it happened today as well. Yeah. Just before the podcast. Perfect timing. Just for us, we, you know, pulled some strings. We pulled some strings. <laughs> I talked to, talked to him. You know, talked talk to James White. It is yeah. a small set. Did you know that? No. Two hundred thirty-eight cards. Only. Isn't that a lot, that a lot smaller than Monarch? Well, it looks like three hundred something. Yeah, but I guess Monarch has like the duality of yeah. shadow. Yeah, well, oh, maybe they maybe they extra hero. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. <coughs> Only three new heroes. Three new blitz and young heroes. No, no, it says oh, three, three new, new heroes. heroes. Yeah, was that straight that, up? It's, that, it's in the it's in the top. Uh, it's a standalone booster set introducing three new heroes. Oh, with all new mechanics. And, and I mean, we already know one of them. Yeah, which is a new well, ranger hero. The new waifu of. We talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new ranger. Some of that order. Like, you pick one waifu and that's it. That's you don't get to change every set, mate. These yeah. guys are changing. We just don't get you animals. Honestly, I'm quite happy and disappointed that it's a ranger. I'm happy because the ranger fans finally get what they've been waiting for. But part of me wanted the rangers to get no support and then to be still hyped about <laughs> Seek Horizon <laughs> and Memorial Ground. Yes, we got two cards. Could, you, yes. could you imagine if the next eight came out? There's no ranger, um, and they're still like like Memorial Grounds 2.0 gets printed, and all the ranger players are like, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm it. and it's just like more okay. garbage. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully yeah. they'll uh, actually. I mean, this is what I said um, earlier on before the ranger was actually like fully spoiled. Was that my number one priority for Aria? Aria yeah. uh, was that I wanted Ranger to be a playable class. Yeah, yeah. Because I think she, she is like the, the rogue hero that can come out of nowhere and like really put some of the top heroes down. Like she has really good abilities yeah. against some of the other trait heroes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely, and it also means like a new Ranger, but as we saw in Monarch, it also means generic Ranger support. 
for yeah. Azalea as well. Yeah. So it's not just leaving Azalea in the dust. I'm very, I'm very interested to see how this is gonna weigh up, right? Because um, Azalea is a traditionally very weak hero, and if when Lexi comes out, the new Ranger hero, is she gonna leave Azalea in the dust, or are they both gonna be brought? Is Azalea gonna be brought up and be on level with Lexi and both be good, or is Lexi gonna be mediocre at the same level, or is mm-hmm. Lexi gonna be much more powerful than Azalea? I think like. Even if there is only like five new ranger cards, not 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 because mm. I assume some are talent cards, so like yeah. talent ranger, yeah. whatever it is, lightning ranger, or whatever everyone's predicting it to be. Yeah. Um, no. Even if she only gets five ranger cards, I imagine some of them will bring her up, and it won't be a matter of whether they do or not. It will yeah. just. Be I fun. think like I think I, anything's better than sure. what she's got right yeah, now. Yeah, right? for yeah. sure. I and, think. It'll be interesting to see the the direction that they take Lexi because, like, what we saw in Monarch, I guess the best example I can think of is is Bolton and Dorinthia. Like, the Warriors are built around attack reaction. That point, that point of like engaging in combat, as James White put it. Dorinthia's attack reaction, weapon focused, and, and Bolton is more attack action focused. Yeah. So Bolton's is like his his hero ability, attack reaction, give it go again. And Dorinthia has reprise. And I wonder what ranges will be because Azalea is very much like hate bears. It's very much. It, the arrow gets through, you can't do something. You lose yeah, an ability. I mean, yeah. And that does seem very... Less yeah. less of a broad theme, I guess, than the point I mean, of combat. I think, like, Azalea is, like, a very grounded character. If she uses, like, physical weapons to attack yeah. people. Whether this new ranger is going to be a bit more mystical. Yeah. But balance-wise, I predict that the new ranger is going to be considerably more powerful than Azalea. And that Azalea is probably, unfortunately, going to be a bit left behind. Just because I think... You know, she's getting a whole set. Um, I think she gets with, a buff, but it's not enough, right? It yeah, exactly be. right. Like, the, the hero is weak for a reason. There's, yeah. like, fundamentally some design issues with how Azalea works that I think can be fixed with a brand new hero ability, yeah. right? I think I'm very excited to see Lexi because, like, you actually noticed, I hadn't noticed, pointed out in the art, is that she has two bowstrings on her bow. Yeah, so the way her bow looks is it has two strings next to each other so maybe like you knock two arrows into them and we were talking and we were like how is double shot not a card yeah <laughs> twin shot maybe it will be you know maybe it seems like be. a really obvious card to print i think you the thing that i noticed as well is i there was a running theory that there might be a third class in there that isn't new it is just old and it's just getting slightly re-imaged like say bravo gets a talent and yeah or not i think it's not possible at all um, I think with the set only having 27 Majestics, yep. which is like just under, it's like half of exactly what was in Monarch. Well, by the time you add in the generics as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, That already seems very unlikely. There are six legendaries again, which is interesting. It makes it seem like there's yeah. two legendaries per hero or, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe like two locations, yeah. which yeah. could be, I think, with the new art that's been spoiled, I think that's a big possibility. I don't think uh, there's another region. I think it's like, like well, landmark. locations with no, no, area. like um, the landmark cards, like library. Ah, yeah. yeah. So like some of the legendaries might be landmark cards, because yeah. um, I think yeah. there's more than one to to obviously pick for a fable. Yeah, yeah. But I could see the tree. Um, Lucaria has like a like an Yggdrasil type yeah. thing. That's the name of the the viking tree right i, I can't remember it i just the, the, know the, of it as like the tree the, of life the, yeah. the tree of life yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that will be their location that they print but yeah so we're going yeah. back to 
more gameplay terms. One thing that I'm kind of been thinking about is, um, I think like a design problem in Monarch where the talents kind of cannibalize some of the cards of the heroes. Like say yeah. Bolton, uh, Bolton and Prism, I think are a good example of this with um, the library and um, Vestige of Soul yeah. are two light cards. So they're meant to be used in both. Yeah. But I think one hero's design has cannibalized those cards. So those cards work a lot better in Prism yeah, than they sure. do in Bolton. Yeah. Um, which leaves Bolton feeling like it has less cards available to it. Yeah, so that I kind of like makes the problem is, is Vestige works, my opinion is Vestige works better in Bolton than Prism. But that's largely due to the fact I play an aggro. You mean Prism, Prism instead well, of Bolton? The, the, no, yeah. I think Vestige is better in Bolton than it is in Prism. And that's largely due to the fact that I play an aggro Prism and they're just, you know, 910 the first so, time. Yeah. I, the issue with Bolton is that you just never pitch a yeah. second time. Like so, yeah. yeah. So, like, the way, for those who don't know how, how um, Vestige works, is it gives you uh, an additional resource for when you pitch after a card has gone into soul. Yeah. Yeah. However, additional costs are paid after you pitch. Yeah. So, if you go Bolton, you have, say you pay, play Take Flight for one, you, you pitch, say, a yellow or a blue card, yeah. And then you charge that first initial charge doesn't count towards vestige. Yeah. 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 So I'd, Bolton actually, at least in the, like the aggro build, actually f tends to function better off tunic because in yeah, most Bolton yeah. builds you're not pitching ever that second time. Yeah. Like time. the issue is like by the time you've pitched two cards and charged a card, your hand is doing not very much at all yeah. for a four card hand. So like, the the vestige doesn't work. The library certainly doesn't work because you're never pitching twice. Yeah. And some of the other light cards don't really fit either. Yeah. So it kind of feels like one hero got more of the spotlight. And I'm thinking like, with Tales of Arya, might be like even more pronounced because there's three heroes presumably sharing one talent. So I'm thinking like some of those cards are going to be like really stretched yeah. for how they cover. Like, let's say if uh, new class A has like 60 percent or at least let's just say 50 percent of the talent cards that are kind of more fitting them than the other heroes then the other heroes become like much weaker because they have like less of a card mm. pool idealistically i would like the like if there is coinciding classes i like there's another mm. warrior yeah. here, or there's another guardian mm -hmm. idealistically i want the third class to get more of the talent cards that way they have a bigger yeah player. Because uh, that's the thing with Bolton. Bolton yeah. does have does access have the warrior cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas Prism doesn't have access to anything else except for generics, yeah. which actually changes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do think true, it's yeah. a problem long term though, where it makes things like kind of harder to expand upon. Like, in the future, like some of these like talent cards are going to be like a lot more powerful for certain builds. So other builds don't really feel like a light hero, or, or like a shadow hero. They feel more like a a hero that has some shadow in them yeah. you know um because like some other hero cannibalized all the cards i think it's interesting to note is that maybe it is just one talent for aria right because monarch was a I clash think... between two yeah. two different areas and tales of aria hasn't really seemed like that tales of aria just feels like one yeah because they they mentioned that talents were locked to the regions not I I not think... the specific areas within the yeah. regions i, which I think be... we would know if there was going to be two so maybe it's yeah. two talents within aria but like when Monarch Arbor came out, we were shown, like, battlegrounds and two different sides and, and like, war. And the artwork that we've seen for Arya is not that. It's, it's, it's one, one place, yeah. right? Or different aspects of one place. I feel like it's only one talent. It is I, don't not, think, I, don't, I, don't, I yeah. think so. Yeah, I definitely don't think the, it's a second yeah. talent. And which actually makes draft 
and sealed. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Draft even more so. Three heroes? Well, three new heroes? Oh, so it'll be four. I'm assuming. No, no, it's three no, heroes it's total. Three. three heroes total. I don't think it's a fourth hero. Three, I don't think you don't think there's a fourth hero. You don't think there's a fourth hero at all? Even if it's an old one, I don't think yeah. there's room. There's 27 Majestic, so you got to divide that yeah, into three that's already. True. That's like seven plus a couple uh, generic about, ones, right? It's about eight. It's about eight, yeah. I think it's seven each and then another seven, like, generic, or not even generic. Yeah. 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 So it's not very many at all. Not enough yeah. for four people. Yeah. yeah. Which will make draft, I think, way more interesting with three. Well, I think almost. I think it like leaves you way more open because you can get away with just picking talent cards. Like, the issue you know, is like, can you though? Because if eight people are showing up to the draft saying, "I'm going to pick the talent cards," there's only one talent to pick from. So yeah. if everyone's picking the talent cards, they're going to dry up in two packs. Well, you, you think? You know? But they'll be the pack will be pretty full. I imagine it's a fifteen card pack, so of course you throw two out basically for weapon and token. By the time you have your subpar generics, and then you have. Like, I think in um, Monarch, you'd get about four talent cards per. Yeah, but it'll probably be a lot more in this because they yeah. they already have another two like slots on there as well that they can include into. Talent. I guess I guess there's less heroes. Like four to five, so, and yeah. then you can have There's like two, two extra, two to three extra commons per pack. Yeah. I guess, but I still think that if everyone prioritizes these yeah, talent yeah, cards, prioritizes it, yeah. I think it could be an interesting strategy where you do just hard pick a hero right at the start, yeah. just try and get some really good cards, and then maybe get some talent cards on the second pack to fill out once everyone Well, imagine it only being three heroes and you're the only drafter of one of them. Like, that would be nuts. Everyone yeah. else at the table is, is fighting over two heroes. It's already ba it's already good enough if you're two one. Two of them are fighting over three. Yeah. Like three different ways. The thing is, yeah. is even without the fourth hero, all three of those heroes are stronger, even at a table of eight. Yeah. Because there's got to be more of their cards mm. in it, right? Which means there's going to be more double ups, you know, like more seeds of agony, for example, with Monarch. Yeah. Like, if Monarch was only three heroes, there'd be a lot more seeds of agonies and, you know, like, uh, Pixie Malice yeah. and that. that yeah, you get a higher right? concentration of yeah, those that's heroes. True. Yeah. But because one extra player is forced to play, like, Two players, yeah, the, right? The amount of cards to isn't lessened, right? So the amount of cards isn't lessened per pack. The amount of cards is still the same. There's just less heroes, which means yeah. your deck should be, in theory, but end the, up the bigger th than it normally does. The issue is, is that there are two additional players fighting over the additional over the heroes. Yeah. So even though there are the same number of cards, the people fighting over the same cards is higher. Yeah. So even if it, you are slightly more likely to open them, they're more likely to get picked first pick. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to, like, right. um, it makes a difference. So like, if there's a good card, say, in Monarch, if there's a good card for chain, right, and you're pretty sure you're the only chain player, you could just try and let it wheel. Yeah. In this set, you're not never yeah. going to be able to do that. If you see a good card, you just have to take it. Which I think is going to be very, very interesting for it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for if there's going to be more cards that you just slam first pick. Like, if you see, like, Soul Reaping or Venom for Vanguard, Slamming that card down. You don't even look at yeah. anything else. Unless you're money drafting, maybe you look at other stuff, but otherwise you just. You, you just slam it and just pass it. <laughs> yeah. Vestige. Yeah. Or, or, or footsteps or I something. I think. Uh, Big like, brain. <laughs> sealed is going to be good because uh, 30 card decks won't be a thing. I think it'd be great for Sealed. Yeah, I think because Sealed like, would be. So many Seal pulls you open, you're just like, just crap. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, is 50% of those games are fatigued, right? Yeah. Like, like if you played. Uh, chain and sealed nine times out of ten yeah. you 
you lost because you were fatigued. You didn't lose. Well, you just didn't have enough damage to get yeah. there, right? Well, it's like what we've seen. What we've seen in sealed throughout all the sets, right? Is that you kind of, if your deck isn't amazing for one for three of the heroes, you kind of. I mean, it's slightly different Arcane Rising because you can go Rune Blade or Ranger Pile, depending on how many salvage shots yeah, you get. Yeah, so but like, welcome to Wraith. Yeah, welcome to Wraith. If, if you look at your pool and it's average for everything, you slam down Bravo, most efficient weapon and hero ability in limited format. It's the same for Monarch. Yeah. And sealed, yeah. average pull for everything, nothing amazing. Slam Prison, it's most efficient. not quite that, I think. You're, you're on the money, but I don't think yeah. you got the region quite correct. So, efficiency... Bravo's weapon is not the most efficient. Um, Dawnblade is. One oh, yeah, three, yeah, yeah. One right? for three, yeah. The idea, I think, that these heroes are strong is threat conservation. Yeah. So, basically, you can threaten your opponent without actually using many of your cards so that you'll naturally have a deck advantage, which is, like, very important for sealed when your deck is very yeah. limited. Yeah. And the quality of your cards is somewhat middling. So, like, traditionally, those heroes are the best. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think in sealed it's going to be better because there's going to be a lot more heroes that can actually like get there and be aggressive um, and play their good cards you know and so you don't just end up playing this pile of well like you just swing with my weapon <laughs> you actually get to have like a catered deck for it rather yeah. than i i just have to mash this pile to give it to make it work yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. i'm looking forward to the most because like obviously in draft the card quality tends to be higher I expect there to be more decisions mm. as well. Like, if yeah. you've got three heroes, then the, the pulls are going to be a bit closer, right? Yeah, so unless exactly. you open up, like, a really powerful card for one hero, you're, it's going to be quite hard to pick, I think. Cause like I definitely we think it's going to be really interesting. Because we've seen, like, generics of the set, a good example is Raise Reflex, right? Like, you can play that in both Ninja and Warrior. And you get generic cards like that, or the cards yeah. that can play by all three heroes in Aria that suddenly fit into all three categories will be really, really cool. Welcome, welcome to Wraith. Like looking back at, back at it now, Welcome to Wraith is a really strange set because the the generics are disproportionately powerful. Like yeah. we've Pummel, we've never we've never seen more generic commons as powerful as the original ones from Welcome to Wraith. You know, you've yeah. got so many classic cards: Scar, Snatch, Razor, Pummel, Slogism, Snapdragon, yeah, Slogism. Like really, really playable cards. Um, you compare them to like the good generics and um, Monarch and Arcane Rising it's not even close yeah so it'll be interesting yeah, yeah. I think they need eventually they'll have to do a set where the generics are like predominantly more powerful to match up with the changing flow because you know obviously I don't want Sink Below to be a bad card or Raise Reflex to be a bad card but eventually you know you sort of want people to move away from using them and use something else as well um, I mean like you do want them to use it but at the same time you don't want it to their only option right I, I kind of disagree because i think like cards like sink below and favor scene are meant to be classic staples of the game yeah. that's why they were printed in the first two sets and like they have like those first edition foiling and stuff they're going to be sought after and i think the deliberate downpowering of generics after those and in that initial set especially is so that they don't have to print good defense reactions in common for, yeah. for constructive playability, right? Because if you start playing, like, if you print Razor Reflex at common, then you need a defense reaction in the set. You need a defense reaction for most classes. Otherwise, the card is, like, even more insane. Yeah. I mean, it's like what we've seen with the, um, I think the defense reaction is the generic red defend for six, or defend for four, sorry. Yeah. It's like, you go through 
Uh, welcome to Wraith, this fresh one, sink below. It's it. You're replacing a card in your hand, and then Arcane Rising, slightly more on theme with Arcane Rising, you get to opt one. Yeah. Monarch, we said again, it's more. It's slightly closer to, I guess, what you could call like deck man manipulation with Rise Above, where you're putting yeah, the yeah. card back on top. Yeah. Say if you want it banished, whatever, um, or for your Levia swing, yeah. and sealed. Yeah. You're not really playing it that much in constructed. Yeah. Maybe in Ranger. You want right. to Rise Above. Rise Above right? is oh, really yeah. interesting because it's fundamentally different to the first two yeah yeah because it's rare so it appears way yeah, less often cost two so like it's rare and in rainbow so like most of the fate percents of sink belows are you open it going to be like yellow or blue right not red same with um rise above but you're going to see them less often because of the rarity and also the card disadvantage so um or is equal right yeah well like it depends two, on what two you're generics playing. block for four yeah in one arc Rise above uses a cup, puts a card on top of your deck and blocks for four. Yeah. So it's about the same as two generics. Yeah. So which is like fifty. It's like 50% as efficient as a sink below. Yeah. But it'll just be interesting to see if they have like an, an aria themed around the kind of gameplay of aria, aria themed equivalent, right? <laughs> which has some form of manipulation tied to the generic red four defense reaction. Yeah, okay. To, to play it out. I mean, it'll probably just be a rare, like, Rise Above. Yeah. Like, for the aforementioned thing. Like, there's, like, Rise Above is strictly worse than... My my thing. prediction is that we won't see a generic defense reaction in the set, and that we won't see any attack reactions. <laughs> but I could be wrong. Won't see any attack reactions or defense reaction. reaction Monarch. Monarch. Generic one. There is not a generic one. There's no generic attack reaction. How about there's uh, an attack Cross. reaction for this set, but no defense reaction? then that would be very interesting because it makes that card very, very obscenely powerful because you can interact... What if it's not, though? What if it costs... What if it's cost is ridiculous and its effect isn't that great, but it's not bad paired with something else? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, like... Cards like that make like sealed more interesting in draft. As we just discussed, Rise Above does have very downside to playing it does defend don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. It has niche uses as well, yeah, but it's more, uses, more but of the time it's a downside. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, those those kind of things are, 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 are possible, right? But I think, like, it is kind of an intentional design decision how they use these cards. Like, Bolton very intentionally only has the only class with attack reactions. Yeah. And Light gets um, Glisten. But I feel like it's intentional that because there aren't many defense reactions, only one hero gets the advantage of playing in that step. Yeah. So. And looking at Glisten as well, the card... If you're using it for the equivalent of Razor Reflex, yeah. it's super, super expensive for what it actually does. Yeah. It costs, it costs yeah. three, right? One three or two, if I'm correct? Oh, three. Three. It costs three. three. Two? I can't remember. Can't quite remember. But it, it, basically, it costs a lot for what it actually does if you're trying to use it, it like a traditional right? weapon. It's nowhere close to a warrior attack yeah. reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess going forward, I think they have to be really careful with how they print attack reactions and defense reactions because they're some of the most powerful effects in the game. Yeah. Attack reactions like and, and make available like crazy aggressive combos and defense reactions enable like really tall defensive decks. So I think they want to keep those in check. Yeah, I think they're, they're <laughs> probably 100% will. You seem far because I think uh, like uh, attack reactions and defense reactions, like attack reactions are your, it's where you're blowing out. It's a combat trick. Yeah. Well, 
there's a there's a section of combat where there's a possibility if the opponent doesn't have a defense reaction where they don't get to interact yeah. anymore. I actually just thought of something actually. So Guardian is the only hero so far that has really like used auras a whole lot. Yeah. So maybe some of the other hero maybe the draft format is more focused around auras and like building up kind of a semi board state or something. That'd be quite quite Oh yeah, different. that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. Not, um, Prism did bring that to Monarch, but it's not really. It's not quite the same, is it? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's the, she's she's utilizing the auras right as kind of attacks and kind of like a shield, like a. Oh, I can't quite remember the word I'm trying to get, but like. She got sh- like a wall, like a like a phantasmal wall, right? It's not really yeah. real. Um, whereas like Guardians, you got Stumble Confidence. It's an aura that's affecting all these cards at like, a cost. Three or more as well. I think like Prism's auras are more like minions, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like attackers and defenders. Where I feel like um, Guardian, when he uses his auras, he's fundamentally like changing the rules of the game. They're more like enchantments or something. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting uh, it. Like, in, like in enchantments and magic basically change the rules of the game in some way. They might give your creatures an added bonus or something. I feel like his auras are more like passive abilities that you can kind of stack up. And I think that would be an interesting way to mix up a sealed and draft format. Yeah. Yeah. Where not everything is an attack, or maybe attacks are fairly limited. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I guess yeah. we told that was a long detour. The oh, artwork. Yeah, right. The artwork. Holy sh- The oh. artwork. Listen, I love Mysterio artwork, but this has got me questioning which region I prefer so yeah. far the most. Because is it Oh, well, no, no. only for a certain individual on the podcast who will remain unnamed. <laughs> for his own safety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this Mysteria artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah, so um, the new artwork for Arya, I think they've absolutely nailed this high fantasy theme. Yeah, oh. like, well, for starters, Eisenloth. Yeah. It's, it's just, amazing. It is uh, it it's clearly like a, a frozen like, over city. It looks like a Viking, almost, almost yeah. like Viking-esque. Reminds yeah, me a lot of Freljord from League. Yeah. Same kind of vibe. So it does seem like it's winter in Aria. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's spring. In some area. Oh, there's some yeah, spring areas looking. Yeah, there's some areas where areas. But it so looks maybe, more... Like, time zones in the area Aria yeah. are fluctuating. I mean, there could be, it could be yeah. regions in Aria almost where they're almost yeah. climate locked, right? Yeah. There's a possibility that that region yeah. is as yeah. perma-winter there. Yeah, so... Like, um, in Crucible, we got, like, a sledge of Anvilheim. So... Heinz, you know, the home in uh, yeah. Norse. Yeah. I believe so. In Norse. So, like, bits are that it's going to be very Viking themed. Yeah. Which would be so, sick. I think that would be really cool if we got, like, a Valkyrie or something. I yeah. think it would be awesome if we get someone who's designed to use Sledge of Ambleheim, which is not a once per turn attack. Imagine yeah. a hero yeah. being able to swing at you twice for six with a weapon, just bashing your head and. You know, maybe, 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 if maybe they did like, let's, let's assume that it's like a Viking place, yeah. right? Like the integral mm. story of like Viking mythology is um, like the Armageddon, right? What's the word for it? Ragnarok. Ragnarok, right? And what if Ragnarok is like when like the weave around Arya kind of falls down and then like they basically release their fabled warriors to basically go and fight all the brave. How sick would that be? You just want a region to invade another region. You, oh, want, yeah, you want Arya to wait this guy's all out war. with a match and he's like, I'm lighting a fire for the war. This I want something to happen. I want a big fight. This is going to be awesome. 
And next thing I you think know, they you would, want to that would be really yeah. cool. Next Flix adaptation. And then he's like, Zack Snyder's. Anyway, it is a beautiful, like, I guess you say, like, it's like, um, I can't think of the word for me right now. A dam. It's like a dam. Yeah, dam yeah. town. And you can see that the water flows it's down the mountain like, and, and through frozen. the town. But it's frozen over, it yeah. Look, yeah, it's frozen over. So, like, winter blasters hit it. Yeah. I imagine it'll look amazing in, like, summertime. Yeah. Mm. Moving on, we have another city. Which is... Vault Haven. So it's like very lightning themed. It looks a lot... A bit like Metrax the, uh, the Aurora Borealis in the sky. There looks a lot like where uh, Lexi is from in her adult yeah. artwork. True. Because she has, she has the Aurora right behind her. Behind her she and she's got the lightning, like lightning on her bow. Yeah. So my, my bet is that's probably where she's, she's from, from yeah. that city. But I mean that looks really, really, really pretty. It's got the cool, like the floating rocks as well. It's... Yeah. Way more, I guess, mystical than yeah. than like, the previous one. Which almost is, yeah. like majesty is the word. Yeah, like they've really captured like the majesty. Like it's almost like we're an explorer, and we've gone into this place, and we're like seeing the different vistas as we like travel through Aria. I think it's such a cool perspective yeah. that yeah. they've given us. And then we have after that we have Candlehold. Candlehold. It's like a high fantasy woodland. I, I love this. It looks like where all the little elves or gnomes are from. That yeah. looks really, really cool. I love how like the crystals are like making the trees float and they light up the city. Yeah. Mm. It's actually like pretty insane. Yeah. Um, like this, yes. this big coverage above this town from all these trees just floating in the air. Yeah. With yeah. All these magical crystals lighting and, up. And you can see like this kind of fog and spring like just at the base of the tower kind of coming out and flowing down through like the rest yeah. of the town it so yeah. it looks like the area where i guess i mean it's not exactly but where tome of harvest the uh, the new card that yeah, mark paul drew that. like tome of harvest looks like out of the ones there that's where it belongs yeah i yeah. guess out of the options that we've seen so far but yeah they're really i guess evergreen a stark contrast but to the this first is, one this is like the most right? like like high elf type oh for sure type city right yeah, yeah. where it's like the architecture is very obviously like based on trees. And, I mean, this yeah. is a, like a pretty common, common trope, but it's, it's like, like really cool themed, to see, yeah. just like the artwork that they've yeah. done here and like made it look amazing. Image in their own way. Like, yeah. yeah. It, like as for this, like a lot of the stuff is things that we've seen before in other like universes and games, but I think the presentation and so top notch, oh, they can sure. just get away with it, you yeah. know, like. And it's very clearly their their own their own twist. Yeah. On the tropes that we've seen before. I mean, the the thing it reminds me most of is like um, Riverdale. Is it from Lord of the Rings? I've, uh, the Elf City. I'm, I'm trying to think if that's the name. I've only read the books. I have not watched the movies, so oh, okay. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I, You're gonna have to come. I'm gonna come, get, come to my place for drinks. I think I'm gonna so get, get, get. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna get Kevin for, for the next twelve and a half hours. Yeah, we'll get you and Liam over we'll for drinks and a lot of our own. Yeah. With the commentary. <laughs> and if, if you don't know the chants off by heart by the time we are halfway through the battles, like I feel I have a feeling I shouldn't have mentioned that. This is New Zealand <laughs> New Zealand pastime is yeah. screaming at the Lord of the Rings. Are you Lord from New Zealand? Uh take well that's a complicated answer. Not born here. Uh, you know no, I was born in Sydney. Oh, okay. That explains a lot. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I, I did. The next thing we have is 
Lake Frigid. So, compared to the others, there's not a a lot going on. It's Really the simple. art isn't putting out. That's what's going on. What do you? This is this is by far my favorite art. And yeah, favorite I actually location really like by this. Far. Like, it's like imagine having a, a serene waking up there in the morning. Oh my feet cold. Yeah, like I don't know. There's like serene beauty of yeah. it. You know, like there are these populated places of Aria where lots of people are, but there are also like vistas that only you can see on that morning. You know, I think yeah. that's really cool, and it kind of aids adds to that flavor of like exploring it it's just so so isolated it's so yeah it's like peaceful looks right completely untouched right yeah there's no there's no fish or sea monsters or that's what i find like a lot of yeah. fantasy art does is that it it can take something that is good and you just add too much stuff to it whether this is just like simple yeah it doesn't it doesn't need a, a sea monster it, it's pretty yeah <laughs> you know it's all it needs to be but i think the Loch Ness monster would make it better yeah. <laughs> you did a little bit of a Nessie. Just Photoshop a Nessie <laughs> from the loch. Oh no! No. no. This is what We've lost our photos. I've done oh, it. Someone, and we have Mark someone Paul. keeps fat fingering. <laughs> and so then we've got Thunder Step. Um, done done by the the legendary. Yes, so step then I guess steep steppy steppy steppy. To Thunder Steppy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. We've got to show that. If I butcher it. If anyone's watched The Flash, together. this just looks like a scene from The Flash <laughs> where the speed force comes out and just like slams down lightning and different colors all over the place for no yeah. reason. It makes no sense, but it's there. All right. Spe- speaking and of Steppy, for- we have to show the audience and how those, intelligent yeah. we are. And those who haven't watched The Flash, it looks like a thunderstorm. Um. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> for the less like. <laughs> but like a very, almost a weirdly controlled thunderstorm. Yeah, like it's it very concentrated. Look, yeah. It's the whole, not the whole sky is like covered. It's a very specific area. You do notice that there are glowing rocks down the bottom. That yeah. Have what looks like lightning crackle for them, where the lightning may have hit already. Which yeah. Is super super cool. So you know, um, this artwork was done by the legendary Mark Paul. You know. Yeah. Who um, is he? Oh, wait, I actually don't know. Him he illustrated some like. Back Very in the day, he illustrated some classic magic, magic cards. No. Uh, not that I know no. of, but he his artwork like, isn't really Yu-Gi-Oh! He did like what is Ancestral Recall and Birds of Paradise? Yeah, yeah. Ancestral Recall, Birds of Paradise, Old Counterspell, yeah. a bunch of those old cards. And he has a very like distinct high fantasy flavor that really like, like him and Christopher Rush, um, really like laid the groundwork for what old magic looked like. Yeah, for sure. It was so iconic. Um, did he do any dual lands that work? You're I just, do not know. Sure. You're just saying magic for us at this I, point. I dual lands mean something. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while since I've played magic. Yeah. But um, yeah. anyway, some of mean, some of his artwork yeah. back then, um, it wouldn't really fit in Flesh and Blood today. It's no. a very 90s look, yeah. but it is incredibly iconic. And yeah. some of his new stuff is still incredible. He's such a skilled painter. And I think yeah. we're really going to see some of the best of his artwork in the set. I think Ari has sure. the potential to bring a lot out of yeah. him. Yeah. Um, Definitely. And like this art, like from his work in like magic, so a mechanic in magic is lands, where you basically play lands to play spells instead of like pitching. It's a land. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, kind of, right? Like, because the lands have like vistas on them, right? And this looks like it would blow a large amount of magic's lands out of the water. 
Yeah. You know, I think that's what they're showing us is like we can do land style artwork as well. Yeah. You know. And it just it's it not just incredible. unique to magic. Yeah. And then right. we have Mount Heroic. I believe this is where uh, Bravo came out of. There's no other place. He's Mr. Heroic. He was, he was born on the top when like Zeus threw a lightning bolt at him. <laughs> yeah. This is all canon lore, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, for this sure. Is this is lore, what actually happened. But, you know, this, is, this sounds like an area where Bravo would just be like, I was born there. He's doing pull-ups at I the top. He's, he's, he's like, I'm the reason this yeah. place is named this place. I imagine that born at the top of Mount Heroic, and you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to do some music shows and stuff for fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it so looks, good. Like, It looks incredible. I like that they didn't feel the need to put, like, a town or something there. It's just, you know just the mountain. It feels like it's spring and winter, and it doesn't feel like autumn awesome. or summer's been displayed at all. Yeah, I, I think that can be summery, quite... but a bit more spring-like here. Yeah, I yeah. think it feels more springy. Than yeah, it does, I for sure, for sure. Like, yeah, there's still a lot of snow, uh, ice, and etc. In this photo, mm -hmm. and would suggest that it that isn't like there's a lot of green that would suggest oh, yeah. that it isn't currently winter. And that looks like water to me, yeah. but yeah, I mean like, like uh, well, yeah, at the top of the mountain. When, stuff, winter yeah. into spring yeah. is like a kind of like season of change, yeah, right? Exactly. Like even more so Some, than the other seasons, changing, right? For sure. Yeah, I think that's the idea behind the set is that they're going to show some internal change within Arya that will eventually affect everyone else. Yeah. Otherwise, there's not going to be a whole lot of point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that might be the thing they're going for. But regardless, it looks really pretty. Yeah. So they've done a good job. And that's, you know? Honestly, that's good enough for me. If I have pretty artwork to look at when I'm playing the game. I'm happy. Yeah. I, now I want them to be able to write a story that you know, implements all these unique places yeah. and, you know, have a reason to care about them other than just they look really nice, you know? Sure. Don't, like, not just desktop backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. For desktop background's sake. Um, and then, I guess the last pieces of art we've got with the, with the new heroes, right? The the new... Uh, Adult Lexi. Yeah. Young yeah. Lexi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing to note about their bow, not only does it have two strings, most of the, it's actually in, like, eight pieces. Yeah, it's like floating, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like s magical in some way, yeah. right? Which is very like on theme for Arya. Yeah. It's um. I am a huge fan of Timmy in the background. Yeah. yeah. We got another one. We got. Yeah, we had Timmy, Timmy. Now we've got. Inserting militia, and then we got another one. There's yeah. clearly some religious guy in the background praying. Yeah. Yeah. Ringy There's pop. lots of lots of interesting characters going on and. I feel like she's not part of the festival. It doesn't seem like a festival atmosphere. More like a, got like a, like a almost like a competition or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like a games. Yeah, it look because she just got a, a bullseye, right? Yeah. Yeah, and everyone's, everyone's cheering her on. Yeah. She's acting like it's a no casual thing. Like it's just another day. <laughs> no, <laughs> just I'm, another day I'm, in the office. Just I like, am. Yeah. So smug, right? It's I mean, a, if you if, such a smug yeah. expression, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can't land bullseyes as a ranger, is, what are you really doing? One part that strikes me kind of odd is that they have all these, like, bullseye targets set up, but we don't see anyone else with a bow, which is kind of weird. If it was a competition or something, you'd expect to see some other yeah. people with a bow. Maybe um, it's sort of a, a coming-of-age thing, similar to, I guess, maybe Dorinthia, but less yeah. mystical with being chosen by... Maybe it's like a magic... It. Um, like a, 
um, sword in the stone kind of yeah kind of thing which right? like if you can it's shoot accurately with this yeah. bow then you're, you're yeah, a, yeah a couple of people yeah, in the background that look like actually. they'd probably shoot bows for example this guy on the side it looks like he probably shoot bow but he doesn't seem to be carrying one and then same with this female on the right yeah they obviously and look like the person that people keep comparing to James White I've, it is James White and he got his own face put in there yeah you reckon but they are not doing justice to us here I think it's just too vague to tell. Yeah. I think yeah. I think people are people seeing are what they like want to see. see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look in the in the mirror in the morning after a shower and you see James White's head, then I'm not judging, but you Should might you might need to check yourself. <laughs> you know, not yeah, every. Just, actually, yeah, just get a haircut and that'll fix that element <laughs> for you. Actually, not every <laughs> not every dark haired smiling male is James White. <laughs> hey guys, I mean, it's um, me. If it is, <laughs> why? if it is so many guys own self put in the artwork, kudos, but. I, is, I don't think yeah. it is. But I don't think it is. No. No. This is why I wear the cap on the podcast so I don't get confused with James White. Yeah. I have all my long hair showing. <laughs> hey guys, is that James White? <laughs> hey, it's me. It's me. Founder of LSS. <laughs> <laughs> is this me? I can confirm that as me so and the, the artwork <laughs> of Young Lexi. The other piece of artwork Thank you, that Mr. we James actually White. haven't talked about and I don't think we actually have an image of is the Great Tree itself. Yeah. It wasn't actually in the, the list. So this is the classic Aria region background that we've come to know. It's just the center of Aria, yeah. right? Yeah. But this oh. one looks a little bit more colorful than the current one mm-hmm. that we had. And you can actually see, like, in the art, it might be a bit hard to track down on the website, but it actually has, like, the veil, like, circling around it. Like, you can see this green and blue. Um, yeah. Oh, we've veil. got it. Yeah, we've Sweet as. So you cool. did get it. Good job. Nice one, Greg. It's, it's what he's paid for. <laughs> As if yeah. pay him. We're, we're, um, we're, he pays himself, right? Yeah. He counts for something. Thank you, manager Greg. Um, yeah, and you can see, like, yeah. very clearly, like, that there is like magic in the air around this tree. So obviously, like, a very like spiritual, magical place. I think that kind of emanates out yeah. into the rest of Aria. That's really probably cool. the only other person with uh, ownership of a key art of Aria mm-hmm. that's actually very similar to it. It is significantly different from mine. Yeah, it does look pretty different, eh? Yeah. So this is the other Aria artwork that you can find. Um, Nick's got a very rare playmat of it, but yeah. um, you, can, you can see the you can see the image on mine's clearly. They're on the websites. So they got all the all the assets yeah. of the on the website. So like they got the Mysterio. It's like art, the original. Yeah. The original. Right? Mine shows image what art. looks yeah. like a bard coming into Aria from a more ground level of that that picture of that yeah. tree. Yeah, it, do, it does and look somewhat. It does summer. look more like it's summertime in mine than it does in that one. Yeah. there's okay. a lot of sunlight glow coming in from the, the side. Top. Unless I guess yeah. of like the budding, like that one had a lot of flowers. Almost, almost looked like everything was blooming. Yeah. That yeah. Had anyway, that's bloomed. probably enough art appreciation for one day. I hope you guys enjoyed the art as much as we did. Like. It was a great time, like, coming through it all. And Some excellent and desktop backgrounds as well. Yeah, exactly, yes. right? I know what I'm yes. doing. I get home. Yes. I'm printing yeah. on a bunch and just painting my wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. Just putting it on all over my walls. Yeah. I'm actually going to surprise my wife when she wakes up and sees that. I think she's going to be thrilled. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think our marriage is going well. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on the Outer Wall Podcast, Nick yeah. needs a house. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, now we've got our 20 minutes content out of our 10 pictures. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess we'll move on to what we've actually been doing this week. Um, so have we been testing? Yeah. Me and Daniel have done a little bit of testing. Yeah. So I've been losing. That's that's that's, that's what I've yeah. found. What are you playing? I was I've been playing Levia and I, I can't cannot. Levia and Bravo. What we initially. Yeah. So if we played, um, you were trying out your Bolton deck, your Agro yeah. Bolton. So I've been testing out some Agro Bolton with Raiden. Um, I've been I'm trying out my own build that I did, and I took uh, Jacob's build from the Devastation to see what yeah. cards were good in there that I wasn't running, and what I liked and what I didn't like. The deck has some legs. Yeah. The deck does some nuts, does some insane damage turns off one reason off Tunic. You're yeah. looking at like ten. 10 to 14 damage turns just off like, one resource. It can also just be like insanely hard to block out when you're low. Like, um, I think one thing that I found was the card that, you're going to have to remind me of the name, the card that gets plus three when you've charged this turn. Valiant Thrust. Valiant Thrust is a busted beyond belief card. That card is the fix. so, it's so, so efficient late game. So um, for those who don't know, Valiant Thrust uh, gets, if you've charged this turn, it gets plus three and the blue cost the blue attack is two, and it goes two, three, four. Yeah. So if you've charged Valiant Thrust as a blue block three cost one and attacks for five, you charge yeah. the card is insanely efficient if you and charge. Of course, if you block it with an attack action, it gets an extra plus one. Yeah, plus one. And with Bolton, if you've charged this turn, um, things get plus attack. But also, yeah. attack was greater at base than its than its. Yeah. Greater attack than its base. So Valiant Thrust essentially reads an aggro Bolton where you don't care about these massive souls. The red one reads as cost one, attack for seven, guaranteed go again. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, the way you're working, if you're like really low life on Bravo or something, you're yeah. trying to block it out desperately. The fact that they can go like, take flight, um, rising, charging thrust, is it? Like take that. flight, charging, Valiant Thrust. Charging, yeah. Valiant Thrust, rated for yeah. three, is just like, just the extra three on the end as well. It just makes it so difficult to defend everything. Like, you're yeah. going yeah. to take damage against the stick. And also, since since all of the cards cost uh, cost one, you have, um, you have of course, the Bolting Blade, which technically costs four, but isn't really happening. Most of the time, you don't have... It costs two, right? If, if you yeah, so it get, the cost gets reduced by two each time you've charged. But because you don't need to pitch... Basically, that much resource, if ever at all, in Bolton. You're running full red line and yellow line cards. So if anything that you are pitching to the bottom of your deck, where a lot of decks you had to think, almost more consciously think about preserving threat density in your deck. You just do it. You accident. just you just play the game as Bolton, and you're basically accidentally preserving threat density. Yeah, that, that's the thing I found, is like when I was playing Bravo against you and I ended up trying to defend out, is that your, your turns just didn't get weaker. Yeah. You know, you went from playing red take flights into into yellow take flights into valor charge yeah into just yellow ones and i'm like oh this still goes over with your plus one yeah <laughs> it's so hard to defend the whole game i think that is one of the the biggest strengths of the deck is that at the start it's not as all our aggro is like a katsu you kind of you kind of build up and it's every three almost every three turns it's almost on the tunic your tunic yeah. and to take flight is kind of your you have this big blowout turn like yep. one resource, you're doing 10 to 14 damage. Um, and then late game, where you're, when they're super low uh, and you're playing normal charge cards without go again, but they have to block it. So it's getting the plus one from Bolton and you're giving everything go again. And just the cards are super, super efficient. Yeah. 
I am like some of the Volta Majestics are like absolutely like the power level on them is off the charts. Yeah. Like Lumina and the Aggro Bolton build just reads one card if you've charged just turn eight damage. Yeah. Pretty much. With the cost of one soul and sometimes gains you health. Yeah. It's not and, playing like the big setup Bolton. He's going for this big Lumina combo turn. Lumina Ascension is just a zero damage. cost, insanely high value card. Yeah. And, um, you know, a beacon of victory is just, just sometimes search like, your Lumina. just attack, react, deal one extra damage, search your Lumina for plus eight damage. Or yeah. if you've got a bunch of cards in soul, it just kills people out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's just you can charge, a card has got no go again, they go no blocks, you're like, okay, I'll beacon for one, give it its go again off Bolton because it's now got higher attack than its base. Search my Lumina, Lumina are you. Just, it's just insane just value. really crazy. I think well, the deck definitely had some downsides. It definitely does. Consistency seems to be one of the big ones. Yeah, so the deck interacts a lot with, of course, you need to be charging. So you need as many charge cards as you ha have. But all of your, most of your power cards, like the Valiant Thrusts, um, come from having charged this turn. So there are definitely hands you go, you ha read, you read all your cards and it says if you have charged this turn, and you, and you don't no read, and you don't read a single card that says charge. It definitely has, like some really rough hands. Really you just rough hands. For four or something. Yeah. So you're just pitching and tagging four, which isn't the worst, but it's definitely not. It's the not best. ideal, right? Also, it has found some big issues into chain. It can get. It can get close depending if you draw the knots, but deck isn't as isn't fast enough from the very get go to threaten racing chain. Yeah. And chain very easily mid to late game goes over the top. So it feels very much like an uphill battle, which isn't the yeah. best for the current I mean matter. you want to race them but you take a couple turns to build up and they yeah. take a couple turns to build up, but they just they just build up harder. They just build up better. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I think yeah, chain I mean having your bad match up against chain is not it's not the best right it's not like, i think a lot of decks are struggling with chain. against chain yeah a lot of decks are it's just here is a bit too good yeah yeah i think it's i think at this point it's pretty fair to say that two it's months. a bit overpowered <laughs> Wait, actually two yeah months. i was playing against two months we've got to wait till our yeah i was playing against liam on bolton <laughs> i'm like okay i've drawn the nuts there's hope here i've got a double lumina turn coming up turn two or turn three like yep. this will get me super far in the head. Liam turn three eclipses me and gets his Ursa token because <laughs> he's playing Jason's list where everything is blood debt and he just piles it out. I'm like staring at my two Lumas. Like this doesn't matter anymore. I just lose. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. exploded. But yeah, so chain is definitely a hard one. I haven't, yep. haven't played much against uh, like a dedicated aggro katsu. I played against a mid rangey control katsu. That felt mm -hmm. very very easy. Yeah, because they're using all their attack actions to block you, right? Yeah. And then you just get to go one over and, you know, they're super punished for blocking with any two-block yeah. attack action. Ironically, the hardest deck might be Wizard. Yeah, true. Because you're relying solely on take flights. Yeah, to get that. Or Snapdragons. So you're either, you're either going take flight or Snapdragons. Or Steel Hand. Steel Hand. Um, so you have actually limited and some of them yeah. resource-heavy ways to give anything go again. So you can't really threaten too much off just a charge and an on-hit because they just go, I'll block yeah, true. I'll block the on-hit with one of my three blocks. It's not an attack action. You can't do anything with it. And yeah. I don't really want to have Kano slots in the sideboard because it's not really worth it. Yeah. Kano is that one hero that's like, oh boy, it has the potential to get you. Yeah. But how often are you actually going to run up against it? And we actually had um, Kano on recently for our plus one. Uh, against There's a warrior. a few more plus ones with Kano coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the way. Yeah, a couple, couple away. 
I think Kano is a really interesting geek that should be explored now that the game is a bit more full of heroes. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a hero that can just get some decks. Um, pretty much out of nowhere. Yeah. If you, you get unlucky and matched up against the Kano, then. Yeah. How's your prison matchup going? Have you played much of that? I haven't played much of it. I've played one or two games. It's um, probably hard. It's hard. It's okay. You have enough. You can you can change the site. You can change your deck list a bit more to have like celestial cataclysms, bolting blades, maybe a CNC to pop. But mm. it's very much unless you're getting to your big blowout turns soon enough, yeah. it can just feel very very hard. I gotta. Ask. I feel like your blowout turns probably suffer a bit from sentinel. Yeah, so the the spectral shields just hurt a lot as well as yeah. sentinel. I gotta ask, design-wise, do you feel like a light hero? How many light cards are you using, and do you feel like they actually impact what you're doing, or are you just a warrior option? I I do. I feel it's kind of weird. It's almost in between. It's like he's arguing that there is a light in there. There, there is, there is a light. There is somewhat of a light in there. I spe- I think, I think it really comes out just playing V of the Vanguard. I think is the one card that stands out to me. That actually fulfills that light fantasy of you've charged up the soul, yeah. and now everything has this massive payoff. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I just feel like a crazy man with a claymore, and honestly, that's good enough for me. Fang Raiden. Dopamine. <laughs> and also, if I'm losing against Prism and they have a Sentinel out, I'm happy going swing for zero with Raiden into the Sentinel and watching it pop, and that's amusing enough for me to have <laughs> at least somewhat of trouble in the matchup. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely feels, I guess, less of a light hero than Prism. But he certainly does have yeah. at least the aggro play style. Where you're not building up this big soul to do this big massive attack. You you're using your soul to then fuel pressure almost immediately. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. But um. Yeah. And then Levia for you. Yeah. A bit more. Um, have you tried Jason's build or iteration? Yeah, of I it? I can even win with it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm probably just bad, but I also feel you a bit unlucky. Shoot Jason, a couple of messages. Yeah, I think so, actually. Jason, help me, I can't win. <laughs> it does feel like um, the deck has a high level of variance, right? I That's think, a... like, the deck is also very difficult to learn. Yeah. I think there are a lot of, like, different unique effects, like the way you're supposed to utilize tomes and when you're supposed to utilize your vanish zone and how you're supposed to sequence when you scab skins. Yeah. I think there's, like, a lot of skill in the deck that. You know, a lot of it can feel like bad luck, and a lot of it probably is. Yeah. But I also feel like there's a massive amount of skill that determines like a good Levia player from a new or or poor Levia player. And I feel like, to be honest, I'm not very skilled with the deck. Yeah. I don't really know exactly what to do, and I think that's making the deck very punishing to learn to play because you have a lot of cards that don't block. So, for example, when I was playing against the Bolton deck the other night on webcam. I sideboarded out some defense reactions um, and didn't sideboard out the cards that couldn't block because I was like, well, I want to put them in graveyards so I can banish them, like the tomes and the the um, the blue uh, mutated mess. Yeah. Um, but of course they don't block, so against the Bolton, I was just getting run over game after game, and I'm thinking, well, now we'll have to try it again, but with me taking out a bunch of those cards. So I think deck is also like really sideboard reliant you have to work out exactly what cards you need in and what matchups you can actually block against the opponents that need it but also have enough toolbox and fuel from your banish to justify playing your hero over say Reinar 
Yeah. Um, it does seem very much like a, almost like it's this, your deck isn't really a deck of cards. It's, it's this toolbox that you got to figure out what all the tools in the toolbox are before you can have these massive ceiling turns. Yeah. But it's almost like, it's like when you're a kid and your dad's, you know, helping your dad out for the first time working on something. He's like, <laughs> give me the spanner. And you're a kid, you don't know what a spanner is, and you're looking through this massive toolbox, got no idea. Yeah, what, what do you, I go for? <laughs> what do you go for? Like, oh, you're just, you're just kind of guessing at what you think, oh, this could look like a spanner. That's yeah, feel like Levy almost feels like. Yeah. There's I, so many tools that you I have. almost feel like it's one of the hardest decks in the game to learn, simply because, like, not only is it difficult to play, it's extremely punishing to get wrong, and oh. it's also extremely punishing to be unlucky. So not only do you need the mental fortitude to make it through all the ones, you know, stick with the deck, don't abandon yeah. it for something else, yeah, you know, then, you know, actually learn the deck solidly and then to be able to get consistent on it. I think the, you know, the really great Levia players, if the deck is competitive in the future, yeah. will be some of the best players in the game. I think like, for sure. Just, you know, I don't have a handle on the deck. I'm really struggling with it, but... I think there's yeah. massive potential there for a really powerful deck. Yeah, you've got to figure out the toolbox. It's super, super punishing. And then part of it, the skill as well, is like almost like it's a yeah. lot of math of how 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 much how, can what, I lower my variance? Right? What are my yeah. odds? How do I rein in this variance? Yeah. So it's in my favor the majority of the time. And, and when do I have to go, this is, this and, when do you have to just let go and just go, I need to yeah. just... And, and the dedication as well, right? Because yeah. like there are going to be some games you lose or it is luck. And there are going to be some games you lose that you blame on luck. You don't realize the mistakes that you made. So it's hard to self-correct. Yeah. You know, you, know, you go, well, I shouldn't have played that Dread Screamer there. I had maybe like a 40% chance of hitting. And I lost the game off that. You don't think about that. You just think about being unlucky. Yeah. And I don't think that teaches you the right lesson. I th yeah. This is going to be something <laughs> that I'm going to try to apply to my own learning. Because I think this is something that I've fallen victim a bit too much to. Is that... Levy attempts you to make bad decisions, I think. Yeah, I think um, so, for you sure. You have to learn to self-correct payoff, that. like, it makes the payoff for doing the bad, yeah. like, if, if, if it goes your way, it's great. Yeah. It's, like, it's massive. Great. And you're like, if this pays off, man, I punish it, and then it doesn't pay off, and you're just like... Yeah. It's massive boom and bust, dumb. right? Like, yeah. if you keep... Yeah. Like, Rhino has, like, a smaller level of this. You maybe keep an extra card to reward yourself if you roll on scape skins. Yeah. Levio is like much more integral to replay style is this boom and bust style where you're yeah. you know you have to weigh up your odds and decide whether or not you're going to go for it and whether or not that's going to win you the game and i think it's going to be so difficult to nail that on that hero that yeah. the players that do are going to be excellent at the game like so much discipline yeah. to make those decisions i think yeah the variance is like a really important point because like when you're learning ninja at the start and you never played it's very very easy to pick up your shape of i sequence this turn wrong it's this attack before this attack and slowly start building up more levius i got unlucky yeah like like reiner a lot of the manipulation and the odds is is entirely blocking in control, right? entirely in your control you're blocking and then you're pitching this levia to get these odds in your control you got to think about what's in your hand what you're pitching what's in your graveyard yeah. whether you have to go for that risk or not whether you have to yeah. go this on, on top of the complexities of just not having cards actually just can't block you know exactly. cards you're forced to keep yeah or you know if you've got your blood debt stacked up you're forced to banish something you know so you have like you're not only just weighing up that turns odds you're also weighing up your future odds of how 
likely is just going to really bite me back, you know? So, um, I guess to sum it up, I can't roll more than a one on Barkbone's Drapping. The hero sucks. And he's out. She's a great hero, um, I think. Um, yeah, she's going to cool. be hard, though. There'll be a really dedicated hard. Levia player out there somewhere. There's going to be some Carol, yeah. you know, you know, or some Karen of the world, you know, really dedicated Kale McCreath on yeah. Bravo. There's going to be someone that picks up Levia and finds her absolutely addicting and eventually figures her out and just top eights everything. Game after game, tournament after tournament. And I'm really looking forward to when that happens. Yeah. I'm looking forward to someone just rolling Let's find face. Out. Yeah, I can see the same thing with Bolton. Yeah. This week coming. Yeah. I, I, I think. First couple of events. Yeah. These other monarch heroes, I mean, obviously, Chain and Prism have left like a massive impression on the competitive landscape. But I think Bolton and Levy are like quite hard to figure out and also very difficult to pilot. Um, yeah. And I think eventually we're going to see them creep in. And be like For mainstay sure. staples. This, yeah, I think it's just the the ceiling on Bolton and Levia is yep. insanely high. Yeah, of like damage and skill, like the skill ceiling. The floor is also higher. Yeah, and you can play this clip to me in five years when Levia is still garbage tier. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, say she no one's worked it out yet. Yeah, they're still coming. <laughs> we'll be a crazy old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not dedicated the enough. human race yeah. is not smart enough to work out Levia. She's too powerful. <laughs> well, yeah. I gave up on Prism. You gave up? Yeah. I don't know. Been a rough time. I've just like given up on the Warrior matchup. Yeah. That said, tonight I did do a recording for an Idol War Plus one before this. Yeah. And it it was the best Warrior matchup I've ever had from Agro Prism. Yeah. And I just went into that was like. Yeah, this is basically a loss to me, um, but I managed to kill her while still maintaining six life. And yeah. every one of my other warrior matchups before then, I've not gotten the past fifteen life. You just gone so like you just get like steamrolled. Steamrolled. Yeah, I think slight changes adding in yeah. defense reactions. Uh, not well, not just defense reactions, but like uh, fate for scene, for example, and um. Yeah, one. have made actually, yeah, have made yeah. a huge difference I, I in the matchup. I haven't tested, obviously. We almost had an argument. We did have an argument about this the other night, but um, I still think that there is some room to solve it. Yeah. I think like, like this is just an idea, but say like yellow plunder on, you can use that so that you could block really heavily for a turn arsenal and then play a bit more like a ninja where you're just playing towards a big setup turn. Yeah. Um, so that you can go over the warrior. Well, it's going to be. You make your own erudition at that point. Yeah. yeah, Herald of Erudition, right? Um, so I think I think there is a way that you can win yeah. the matchup. It's just hard to, hard it's to find. It's hard to find, right? And hard to fly through. The, like, like you said, like with um, Livia, like when you have a bad game, you have a bad game. Yeah. And it's like... It feels impossible, it right? <laughs> like it actually hurts, like yeah. losing a game where you just can't think of a way out, right? And you're yeah. just like, you're why like, is this still so one-sided? Yeah. The, the, the old Bravo dash games. Yeah. Where you're playing yeah. Bravo and you're like, oh, what do I'm I playing, do? like, when you're like Bravo, you're like, I'm playing every attack and it doesn't matter what I do. I'm still getting wrecked at the end of this. Like, I'm playing every attack. 80% I'm playing of the time. Cripplings. I'm playing Spinals. They're all dominated yeah. and they're doing. There's pummels on the wings. So I can't draw them. <laughs> and it just. Yeah. I think it, that feel, it feels really bad as well because even when you do get that one one, especially when you've got such a mental block 
for certain matchups as well. It's like, oh, I got really lucky this game. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's what how you I need. Felt. You need I a close. Feel- you need like almost like a close game where you feel like you didn't draw the knots and yeah. you still managed to eke it out. The thing yeah. is, those are the best games. Yeah. Right? In that recording, I did feel like I drew the nuts. I had library from like turn two onwards, mm-hmm. and I got to keep it the whole game. Yeah, and there was only one term where I didn't use the library to a draw more, mm-hmm. that, like, and that was the last. Massively term. turns the matchup in your yeah. favor. Yeah, and that was yeah, and she had the option to destroy the library. I think she made a mistake of taking just like, just she, she was like she ended up pitching double pitching yellow and then nourishing emptiness, so she did get to draw six cards instead of four or five. I can but, see you doing that. Listen, the dopamine on that sounds amazing. Yeah, you're not wrong. The dopamine on that sounds amazing. Yeah, I would like my seven card warrior hand. <laughs> With six, six. Six, six, six. No, oh, Arsenal? Plus Arsenal. No, Arsenal. Oh, but yeah, like, it's so like, oh, that, that sounds okay. great. But really, like, you've got to think outside of that. Like, I'm getting one six card hand turn. How yeah. much more advantage out of this? How many more five card hand turns is he getting out of this, right? Yeah. That, like, well, you only is, need is, like, you only need what th- three more turns for it to cancel out. I mean, for you getting yeah, five yeah, card three turns. More turns. Yeah, now, what you're saying yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. But I think Callum agreed to me. The seven card warrior hand, where I get to steel blade supremacy you with multiple twinning blades, is I'm going to tell my grandkids that story. Yeah, you know. So the problem um, is you pitch I'm, two of those steel uh, twinning blades to give yourself uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, it was like a shunt and a yeah, yeah, and um, a twinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds like an epic game, anyways. So, yeah. yeah, it would definitely be enjoyable when you watch it. Yeah. But yeah, but I don't know. I don't think I am taking that deck to road to net. So I think at this point, you I settled on chain. Yeah, unfortunately, I have come to the dark side. I don't like it, but it is deck just, is just so obviously powerful. Yeah, but. yeah, and it's not a functionally hard deck to learn to play. No, it's not. You just banish the good cards, draw the other good ones, and you I win. banished six really good cards. This is great. Wow, I drew out of war. I draw three cards. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, Light yeah. has to put a card in their soul, and then, like, um, you know, pitch four to get, or three with Vestige to draw three cards. It's user cards, so it's still, it's still two, which is the same rate as Out of War. Yeah. Out of War, you just get to draw two cards and keep keep one of them or make it better by putting it in vanish and it's just like off one resource it's just like this card is so obnoxiously yeah. like pushed in this hero i do have a new trick in that deck that i'm going to be testing out this wednesday and i yeah. hoping to punish people yeah with it and it will be interesting to see Ooh. how it plans out can you can you tell us we i mean well, you know the trick we, we, you guys know the trick the it's a trick it's the trick that liam mentioned should we mention the trick for people yeah, yeah, around go who on. don't know the rules i, I yeah. don't read the chat okay so here's here's the trick that nick is alluding to the text on the seeds of agony says the next card gains the text target ta- target hero takes one arcane damage so you can actually not target opposing hero you yes. can ping yourself you can ping yourself with arcane damage which blatantly seems really really dumb However, you can pair it with consuming volition does not stay. A lot of a lot of runeblade cards for context, like um, rip through reality, is a very obvious one because yeah. people might think of this. Comp- state if our arcane damage has been dealt to opposing hero. Yeah. Consuming yeah. volition so does not state that. It states if arcane damage has been, been dealt, dealt or dealt to a hero. So you ping yourself, let yourself take the damage, take and don't arcane barrier it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna block. Ah, oh, damn it. Ah. <laughs> you ping the one and reflexes. And consuming <laughs> volitions if it hits. 
Betas Carter card so is like turned on. Massively punished them. So you can yeah. turn on. You can essentially, if you have seeds and consuming, you can turn on well, consuming have, volition at will. A, yeah, if you have a seeds and a hell of new banish pile, and you have consuming in a blue in hand, yeah, you're forcing a three card block from them. Yeah, or their discarded card. Yeah, you know what, champ players? Just forget the last five minutes. <laughs> Don't want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds painful. It does. It sounds. I'm, I'm messing with people on Wednesday with it, to, just oh, to see gosh. how it goes. Yeah. It sounds frightening. And I'm not gonna feel good for doing it. I'm yeah. gonna feel good yeah. for so, doing it. It's so cheeky. I'm gonna hurt it's, myself. It's like a cheeky dopamine. It's kind of flavorful. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get on to card of the week? Yeah, I've been so, for a while. Card of the week. Cal's oh, very good. Oh, it's his I'm choice. It's his so card. excited. So we got Blue Plunder on right? Also a great card. <laughs> Not as good as... I play Blue Plunder on as well. Yellow yeah. Plunder on. We were only going to talk about Yellow Plunder on. I played that in Agro Ira when I went to the calling. <laughs> you um, think... I've, you? I've, I've, I went, I did better than Daniel. I went positive. <laughs> I went six and five. <laughs> I went six and five as well. Oh, shit, you did. Yeah, Fuck. I went six and five. I did the same as Daniel. Bloody KO. Yeah. <laughs> No, so I've played all colors of Plunderon. No, yes, the card of the week is Plunderon. Um, this is right, my Gal, favorite what card. Do? Read the card. I don't. I don't even have it up, and I can tell you what the card does. Yeah, the card exactly. says the ne- uh, when when you play Plunderon, it says uh, when an attack this combat chain when an attack this turn hits, draw a card. Essentially, so it's not the next attack when an attack this combat chain or combat turn hits, draw a card. Mm-hmm. If Plunderon has been played from Arsenal, the red version gives the next attack plus three, plus two, plus one for yep. the cycle. The plus three doesn't doesn't apply to all of them. It's just the first one. However, the draw a card applies, applies until something hits that turn. Yeah. I've got a funny story about this card because I was, you know, Nick and I were playing before Arcane Rising came out mm-hmm. and Plunderon got spoiled. And I was like, guys, this card is insane. You know how good Snatch is? <laughs> you can make your own Snatch with this card. Yeah, and, and and Steven and Nick like, no, 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 you assholes. It's not that good. You were wrong. Like the wrong. card's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Cal. Why's why's the card so good? Because you're you're a, you're a ninja expert. Yeah. So this this card leads to just it's completely nuts blow blowout turns. So yeah. a really common one is most arrow ninjas run surging strike and leg tap. You go red plunder on from Arsenal. Picture blue, or you have an energy potion or tunic up, and you go surging strike for eight. If this yeah. hits, draw a card. If this is a cutsu trigger, you can manipulate your hand. Yeah. You can have a whelm and gust wave to follow that up. You are hitting someone at their face for eight. Go again. If it hits, draw a card. Yeah. And they had to think about this. They had to worry about the plus eight drawing a card, or later on down the chain, just and any other attack getting through. You're still drawing off the plunder on until something there, hits. There are quite a few times where I've thought in my head that. It should really say the next attack action that costs one or less gets plus three. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, that way you get to, you, you would get to one yeah. or seven, but using it on Surging Strike feels profoundly unfair. Yeah. <laughs> and you have, and it, and it pairs with Mask unbelievably well. Just double draw. You're threatening yeah. double draws the entire the turn. The amount of damage that can come off the double draws. Yeah. Ludicrous in a ninja deck. It's just the card is absolutely nuts, and the blue card still functions in Agro Ninja. I feel like I like personally like playing it. Um, zero cost, which is for three. Yeah. Only blocks for two, but a lot of I'm used to all my stuff blocking for two at this point. You're and used it's still to not blocking. Yeah. <laughs> and it still does something. 
You yeah. can still play it from hand if you desperately need to threaten a draw, or you can still stick an arsenal. And giving plus one to like a head jab, you're hitting the full break point as well. Yeah. It just helps everything hit break points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not just good in ninja. Um, and I mean, it's like good in other decks as well. A lot of your cards are already on break points, so the plus yeah. one just puts them further up, and then like it makes your opponent have to block around breaking scales. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like if you buff um, surging strike to six, then your opponent can't just block it for six because Breaking scales are sitting there threatening that extra um this one. Actually you can't. Surging strike is not a combo card. No, so you can't oh. breaking scales. Yeah, sorry. But it still affects other cards. Yeah, right? exactly. But uh, in the exact same way. This is like a three card block if you read onto a surging. Yeah. yeah. And then the whelming, which is a two card block as it normally is. It's just yeah. more punishing. I mean, yeah. It's the same sort of scenario for other cards, right? Yeah. Uh, ignore my bad example. Um, it pushes um, Ancestral Empowerment over the top quite a lot yeah, as well. Yeah, it does. So in the same way that like, Art of War can as well. Yeah, so. it is. And I think the scariest thing is that it's not just that first card that hits, draws a card. It's throughout the entire chain. Like so, against, block so against any go-wide deck, every single attack that you're, every single attack action that you're throwing out is threatening a draw. Which is massive in yeah. all these aggro decks that are trying to do it. And you see chain running, chain running it as well. Yeah, and it's like the two effects tear your opponent apart, right? Yeah. Because you give your attack plus three, and that means you have to block more cards on the first attack, so the second attacks are more likely to hit and draw, right? Yeah. It just makes it so much harder to block out because it just re it pretty much requires a whole hand of cards to yeah. deal with. Like it's actually insane. One of them. You play your plunder run from Arsenal, and your opponent goes. And you go, oh well, GG. <laughs> go, I go, break break time snap potion. <laughs> I don't it's not there. You just play yeah. the plunder run. You don't have a time snap there. What? Yeah, then I cry a little bit. Yeah, you just go, well, that's a waste of plunder run. Yep. And then you go Arsenal the other plunder on you from your hand, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's right. I play Tentacle makes a lot of decks cry. It does. Yeah. But it's an upsetting card. It's my, it's my love plunder on. I believe it's maybe Hay Hayden Dale who I heard first say this. I can't quite remember. Which what we need in Tales of Aria is Rondeplund. Exact same card, just the text is reversed. So from Arsenal, uh, from <laughs> Arsenal it gets the draw card effect, and if you just play it, it's just a plus three. I think that card would be even more. It insane. would be even more insane. It's just like nimbleism that only gets better if you Arsenal. Yep. Yeah. We need Rondeplund and Plunderon. Oh, but yeah, cards extremely good and chain as well, threatening more draws. And Bolton it's also very good. Turns on your yeah. go again already. Azalea. Azalea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super good and Ranger too. Yeah. So long as they can get go again on the their main attack. Yeah, any yeah. any any aggro deck that wants to go right wide and plays very low cost stuff, I think should consider definitely consider playing plunder on because yes. it's it's and plunder on blue. <laughs> yeah, because it, it is it is these are the cards that actually help you win the game. So you, you can just play the the hands as you come, but plunder on is about crafting this massive blowout turn. That's too it's impossible for them to completely defend everything that you're about yeah. to yeah. throw at them. And of course, if they're like caught with their pants down or like they set up their own turn, you counter it with your plunder on turn, then yeah. you can completely destroy their game plan. You know, Bolton with double loon is, it doesn't matter if you plunder on them. Yeah. They're, they're dead if they don't exactly. block. And I think, and like almost an undervalued part of the card is if you've been put on the back foot and you have it in an arsenal, say you have like a torrent of tempo with the tunic counter up, plunder on from arsenal and torrent of tempo for eight, threatening on hit a draw card and go again. Like you've only got a you got a, you got a one card hand with tunic, and you're threatening a lot. So it, although that's not the best case scenario, I don't really want to be playing that card like that. Yeah. You're still it, 
like threatening to bolt yeah. damage, right? If you draw a zero cost off the yeah. top, get your fluster first and slap exactly. onto four off the top. It's just twelve damage. It off functions one card. as a backup plan as well. It helps you get out of sticky situations. Yeah. yeah. It unfortunately does make Command and Conquer very good against Ninja Dex. It does. Makes um, how many times do you get trapped with it in Arsenal against Command and Conquer and you feel like super pinned? He's kind of serious. He's kind of dying Especially side. considering like most Command and Conquers for a ninja, is not a nice card to block. Yeah. Out. Yeah, six is pretty right. high when your cards blocked out. Oh wow, yeah. that's three of my cards. Yikes! I don't even yeah. get to keep two of them. It's just like I'm Kadashi this turn. Here you go. Have three cards. Yeah. Pitch Kadashi Kadashi pass. Yeah. It's pretty sad. CNC is not a fun card. At least to play no. against. It's a very good card and the very healthy for the game. It, the more likely. Yellow Plunder Run might make it into Aggro Prism list because I really want to go Yellow Plunder Run into yeah, Command and Conquer and then have the permanents to go, this is the pummel turn. <laughs> I am screwed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the pummel. Do they have the pummel? I mean, if, if that happens, you just won, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, gosh. I mean, like, I guess we're talking about Command and Conquer now, but Command and Conquer is, like, not a traditionally, like, good Guardian card. A lot of Guardian decks don't play it. But just the power of... Command and Conquer Pummel just makes it into a lot of Guardian decks yeah. for that exact reason. Yeah. And, you know, like in the mirror, there's such a devastating attack. You know, it's incredibly powerful. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's why we see just it played against aggro decks as well a lot. Command just, and Conquer, because of Plunderon. Yeah. Cards like Plunderon as well. See, what, you got it in Bolton, Ninja, Chain, yeah. hopefully your aggro prism soon, Azalea. Just, I mean, applying on-hit effects to other attacks in general is incredibly powerful. Yeah. Because you get to apply the valuable on-hit to a card that doesn't have an on-hit that's, like, say, more efficient in stats. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, it's, like, why E-Strike is so powerful with a lot of these cards is because it's zero cost, so you can, like, E-Strike and stuff. Sorry, you can raise a reflex it. Mm -hmm. And then you can also, like, buff it with Plunder Run to go 10 um, with or 8 with go again, draw a card if it hits, or um, you can buff it to 10 um, with the severed mode with razor reflex and give it go again. Yeah. You can just make, you by can, combining these cards, you can just make them insanely powerful. How even E-Strike draw a card off Plunderon is still very, very strong. Yeah. E-Strike for um, 8, it's replaced it, and you may be getting another card in hand yeah, as well. I mean, on Friday, I got to play Red Plunderon, Shadow Puppetry, into an E-Strike. I was like, Eastrap for draw a card because with eleven, yeah, it's already got going in for Shadow Puppetry. I don't know, Eastrap for uh, just seven. Yeah, yeah. so it you're, goes you're up to eleven, right? And you got the Shadow Puppetry. It's, okay. it's blue plunderum. Not red plunderum. From Arsenal? Or from yeah, from Arsenal. So it'll be so Eastrap for eleven. Nine. Yeah. It's nine. Seven. Draw a card. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So oh. He picked. He picked the oh, seven because the, the Shadow oh, Puppetry. Yeah, yeah, it's Shadow Puppetry. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, like you just like so the. Most people don't like actually resolve this the right way. They usually go a draw card and they take the card away and then they go, oh, oh, Shadow Puppetry. You should always revolt, resolve Shadow Puppetry first. Yeah. Because you can resolve Shadow Puppetry, see something like, uh, I don't know, read Riftblind and go, that could be better banished. And then you go banish yeah. that. Because you don't have to banish the yeah. card. You get to see no, you you opt and then so choose. So you can decide you whether yeah. it's better on your hand or in your banish. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then you have the third option of banishing yeah. it and looking for a different card. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And same in Ninja. Always you're, when, when a hit trigger occurs, for those you don't know, you can choose the order of which they occur. Yeah. So yeah, like Mask Draw, Katsu. Yeah. It's important because this works for yeah. any kind of trigger in the game. Exactly. So if you have any kind of trigger that trigger at the same time, if you hit at the start of your turn, the start of the combat phase, you get the 
turn player, so whoever's turn it is, gets to choose the order of which yeah. they go. Yeah. Um, which is and, very important for a lot of things. Yeah, it's very relevant for Katsu. It's very relevant for Dorinthia or Steelblade Supremacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, how Steelblade Supremacy and Bolters interact. Yeah. It's, it's relevant That's for almost everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me. I saw okay. my judge test in the weekend. Oh, you did indeed. Oh, yeah. I am an officially level one judge. Don't judge Woo! me. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> I'd just like to say you haven't made a move in the recent moment, and I need you to make a move. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, it's time to make a move. <laughs> time to make a play, sir. We will be IP five, fiving Daniel no matter what he does. Oh god, my reign of terror no. has come to yeah. an end. <laughs> We've got to stop him winning all the dice shot armories. No. <laughs> we'll just be IP fiving him IP5. for breathing. Had a casual event, like yeah. just like yeah, IP five. It's yeah. Oh, judge what I do. You you breathed, uh, unfortunately. I heard you breathe. <laughs> I heard you yeah. breathe from the upside. Okay. Right, it's a couple of yeah. I had to stop my game, give myself yeah. a five minute extension. Yeah, so you're um, all set to judge Nats. Road to Nats. Road to Nats, yeah. yeah. I would like to judge Nats, but I imagine LSS will have uh, a large amount staff. of their own staff on yeah. board. Yeah. I imagine in other countries for their Nats where LSS staff probably going to not be as fully present. I imagine some of them will be there, but I don't imagine all of them will be present. Yeah. yeah. They'll probably have their level one judges in the area. They'll ask them and offer them something to judge for those events. Yeah. I would like the same here because to be quite honest, I would actually rather judge nationals than play nationals. You know why? Because that means I can get drunk and not have to worry. Yeah. You can't be drunk and judge. <laughs> Hey, come it, on. Wasn't, it wasn't in the rules. They didn't say it now. They're gonna I can drug just imagine. I can just imagine someone yelling judge and Nick stumbling over with like a bottle of liquor in his hand going, what seems to be the problem here, fellas? They don't need a breathalyzer. If you show up like you did to the last night, so they're just gonna look at you <laughs> and turn <laughs> you away. Yeah. No, but, but insane. In general, honestly, I would yeah. rather judge an experience like that than play it. Yeah. It's not that I don't enjoy playing it. It's just that. It's quite the video application. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I won't be drunk. I promise. Yeah. Like, I promise. <laughs> uh, uh, no, you're watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I won't be drunk. I promise. Hey, I it's me, James White. I, <laughs> I also <laughs> won't be extremely harsh with yeah. the rulings and penalties. Like, yeah. these guys are joking around about. Unless it is on us, then we I mean, yeah. yeah. If LSS does watch this podcast, or anyone from there, I'd be humbled, but also... I apologise oh, for all the yeah, embarrassing exactly. we say when we say yeah. I'm ready to face the gods. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I am not affiliated with... No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm not affiliated with myself. Anyways, in general, honestly, I want to be yeah. as good as a judge yeah. as I possibly can, and I yeah. hope to make an, a good impact. Right, IP5. Yeah. IP5. <laughs> yeah. I think okay. you will. I think it's been a, a fairly long episode today. Also, so. if any uh, LEC staff are watching, can I get the Bumblebee shirt, please? Pull off that sector, right? Yeah. yeah I, just, I just want to rock one, please. All right. What no. I was trying to say is that it's been a fairly long episode. Uh, is there anything more you guys would like to say before you start finishing up? No, I think yeah, that's hi, it. Road to Nets yeah. 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 Games are going to be happening this week. Have fun at Road to Nets. Yeah. Yep. Enjoy it. Set yourself some goals. Have a look yeah. at the top eight lists. Yeah. Keep an eye on them as they come out. Yeah. Just a quick, quick thank you guys for all, yeah. all making it today. The, the, the three are, are all together. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long one, so...
definitely thank you if you made it this far yeah it's, 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 yeah incredible yeah could get through a lot of us rambling so yeah um we're incredibly prepared podcasters we are with with excellent excellent time management skills yeah excellent time management skills and great pre-planning yeah yeah you know, very concise i imagine yeah. half this just yeah. Come out on the I mean, this spot. is this is our in, this is our outro for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, this is our outro. <laughs> yeah, um, our, we've got plenty of uh, more plus one videos coming down yeah. the line. We're really enjoying making those. So you know, make sure you like. We do them. want some more suggestions, but I don't want to do control uh, ninja or control dash. Sorry, no, we'll, we'll get someone else on. We'll, the, um, we'll get someone else on this yeah. list, but we yeah. will definitely get De- some of those. Def- definitely, out. like, let us know what matchups you'd like to see. If you haven't subscribed, make Greg happy. Sure, yeah. you leave a like and watch some of the plus one videos as they come out. It's really great for the channel. One, how are we going? I'm yeah, sorry, exactly. my voice is a little raspy today. I've actually got like a... death. <laughs> You've got, got death. death. <laughs> nah, I got, a, I got a bit of a, a rough throat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the flu or anything. It's just my throat's just yeah. sore. I don't know. Why. Fair enough. Maybe I'm dying. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yes. I mean, you're allergic to green, so I'd be patient zero in Eden. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually physically go talk enough people to justify having yeah but, like if but i we had covid it. you guys probably gave it to me true i don't think that's an option yeah. me excellent friends have a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's not that so don't worry about that yeah. but <laughs> anyway what, a, what kind of outro yeah. is this thank anyway, you very much for watching, watching guys hope you guys, you guys. We'll hope you guys have time. an excellent day <laughs> see ya gosh what a mission <laughs>